This is the Classic Baseball Broadcast Network, where we believe there is nothing like hearing about history from those who lived it. Listen to our full catalog of broadcasts at ClassicBaseballBroadcast.com. If you enjoy the podcast, please help me out and do one of three things. Follow, subscribe this podcast, and leave a review. It really helps. Share us with your baseball friends. Uh, let them know about us. Or jump over to members.thisdayinbaseball.com. Join our email list, community, and our family of baseball podcasts. Gillette presents the World Series. Today we bring you the second game between the New York Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals from Sportsman's Park in St. Louis. This is a feature of the Gillette Safety Razor Company's Cavalcade of Sports, which includes the Kentucky Derby, the football bowl games, New Year's Day, all major boxing bouts, and other banner-line events right around the sports calendar. And this is Red Barber speaking over the Mutual Network, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and their affiliates, plus shortwave outlets WGEO and WGEA, Schenectady, KGEI, San Francisco, which carry this presentation to our armed forces throughout the world. At this moment at Sportsman's Park, the Yankees are finishing their preliminary infield workout. The Cardinals have already taken theirs and retired to their clubhouses. And uh, it is now a matter of definite uh, starting record that it will be Bonham and Beasley, two right-handers, going this afternoon in this second game. First game, as you know, was won yesterday by the Yankees and defending world champions 7-4. Bonham has won 21 games in the regular season this year, and uh, he has been quite a key man for the Yankees. As you'll recall, in last year's World Series, he uh, pitched and won the deciding game, the crusher, the clincher. And uh, this year, in early May, in beating uh, Cleveland, he pitched the Yankees into first place, and they never there afterwards relinquished it, and then it became Bonham's fate to pitch the deciding game, which uh, gave the Yankees uh, the pennant uh, later on um, last month. And Beasley was in the position of possibly being the clincher for the Cardinals this year. This is his rookie campaign. This is indeed a signal honor for him to start this second game. And uh, Beasley was to have been honored, um, as he was, although it would have been much more important if the Cardinals had lost their first game of the doubleheader Sunday, the last Sunday of the pennant race, because a lot of people thought, well, if that had happened, that naturally Cooper would go in to try and uh, absolutely put the clincher on and prevent a tie. However, Southworth had made up his mind that had his ball club lost the first game to the Cubs Sunday, nevertheless, it would have still been young Beasley. So I say that just to let you know what the Cardinal skipper thinks about this young rookie right-hander who won uh, 21 this last year. So it will be Beasley, that is definite. And uh, the two teams are going otherwise just as they played yesterday. In fact, Beasley is now beginning to warm up, and the same is true for Barnum. For the Yankees, Rizzuto leads off at short. Rolfe follows at third. I'll go down these rather quickly, and uh, Mel Allen will check them for you at the start of the ballgame. Cullen Bine in right, DiMaggio and Setter hitting fourth, then Keller in left, Joe Gordon at second, Dickey catching, Hassett at first, and Barnum the starter. And for um, the Cardinals, Jimmy Brown at second base, Captain Terry Moore in center, Slaughter in right, Stan Musial in left, Walker Cooper catching, Johnny Hopp at first, George Karowski at third, Slats Marion at short, and Beasley the starting pitcher. The umpires will be Summers of the American League back of the plate, Bob the National first, Hubbard of the American second, and Major Kurth of the National at third. And ladies and gentlemen, it is a distinct pleasure and privilege to have with us here for a couple of moments a surprise visitor. 
Hank Greenberg, Lieutenant Greenberg of the United States Army. Hank, how are you? Oh, I'm swell, Red, and it sure is great to be up here. Well, it's great to see you, and uh, congratulations from not only the baseball world, but from our entire country on your starting as a private and working your way up to uh, second lieutenant. Thank you, Red. Well, um, Hank, is it a military secret uh, where you're stationed now? No, it isn't, Red. Uh, I'm at Fort Worth, Texas, Flying Training Command, under the uh, command of uh, Major General Yaunt. Mm-hmm. And, Hank, have you been seeing much baseball lately? I haven't seen a game uh, since that last one I played in, May 7th, 1941. This is the first major league game I've seen since I've left. Well, is that right? Well, uh, Hank, I imagine as you sit here in your army uniform and look down and see the boys in their baseball uniforms, uh, you must have quite a lot of thoughts. Well, I can't help thinking while watching these two great teams warming up on the field today that what makes our Air Forces so great is the same thing that makes the Yanks and the Cards pennant-winning clubs. Teamwork. You know that old baseball saying that to have a great team, you got to be strong down the middle. Catcher, pitcher, short, second, and center field. And that's true in the Air Forces, too. It isn't just a pilot any more than it's just a pitcher in a ball game. There are also the vitally important positions that are held down by the navigators, the bombardiers, the radio men, and the mechanics. And speaking of these last two, the radio men and the mechanics, that's what our team, the Army Air Forces, needs right now above everything else. And there's a swell spot waiting for them. Any healthy American between the ages of 18 or 44 inclusive who knows anything about using tools. Red, I don't want you to think I came over just to talk about radio men and mechanics, but I'm glad I've had the opportunity to. Thanks a lot. Well, thanks a lot to you, uh, Hank. In other words, uh... You're lieutenant, but uh, to all of us, you'll always be Hank. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll be glad to repeat that message for you many, many times. And that's to you radio men and mechanics to go to your nearest uh, Army recruiting station and enlist as specialists. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we turn our sights back again onto the baseball diamond, the groundkeeping squad here at Sportsman's Park, busily going over the skin portions between the bases, smoothing it out, and uh, in approximately nine minutes, while well, the second game will be on. And um, there's a great deal of uh, sentiment here in St. Louis about this second game. And um, there's a great deal of emotion, a great deal of hope. And uh, perhaps there might be just a little doubt. And uh, the gentleman to reflect all of that is the man of two cities, the uh, famous sports columnist of the New York Journal American, who long before he got to the big town was just hand-raised all over this part of the country. And I'm talking about uh, Bill Cora, who um, is another one of the uh, great uh, sports announcers in the Gillette Safety Razor Company's cavalcade of sports. And uh, before we present Mr. Corum, the national anthem.
And now, everybody, here's Bill Corum. Thanks, Red. I'm following a big fella in this chair right now. Not only a big fella, Lieutenant Henry Hank Greenberg, but one of the nicest fellas I know and one of the best first basemen I ever saw play first base. And he could certainly uh, roll that apple around for you himself. I remember so well that series between Detroit and Cincinnati in 1940. And uh, Henry is one of my special favorites, and he looks wonderful in that uniform, I might tell you. But uh, we're now coming up to the second game of this World Series, and no mention of it would be complete without saying something about what happened in the first game. Because if the Cardinals have a chance in this series, I'm convinced it was born in that roaring uprising that they put on in the ninth inning yesterday. It was the first time in all the years that I watched the Yankees, and I watched the Yankees a lot of years, that uh, they looked the least bit uh, jittery, as if they didn't know where they were and exactly what was going on. In fact, they looked a little bit foolish, to put it frankly, in the ninth inning, and the Yankees seldom do that. You beat them once in a while, but uh, it doesn't often look as if they've got their hands down, and uh, that was exactly the way they appeared and, uh, in the clubhouse afterwards. They looked and talked that way. McCarthy couldn't say anything for quite a little while. And I later talked to Chandler and uh, uh, frankly said to him that he didn't look as if he had a lot. He said he didn't because he said he hadn't warmed up. And he really hadn't expected to go in there. So that's evidence again that uh, nobody on the Yankees believed what these Cardinals did was going to happen. It's the kind of a kid ball club they are, as we all know. And uh, today they're pinning their faith on a freshman 21-year-old pitcher from Nashville, Johnny Beasley. Uh, a really uh, great freshman pitcher. You'd have to go back in the records to a fellow named Grover Cleveland Alexander, way back in 1911, as I recall, to find a fellow with a better record. Uh, Beasley won 21 and lost 6, so that he is uh, just as close as he could get without being dead tied with his rival, who'll uh, pitch for the Yankees this afternoon, Big Ernie Tiny Bonham, who won 25 and lost 5. You couldn't put two pitchers any closer together than that. Beasley just stopped warming up down there in front of me now. He's not as big a fella uh, as Bonham. In fact, there's nobody on either squad as big as Tiny, who was born out in Iona, California, and uh, I guess if he wins this afternoon after beating the Dodgers in the last game last year, he'll sort of eye on at that. But uh, he uh, is, as I say, a 220-pound, six-foot-two man, a big, sort of sad-faced, uh, uh, melancholy-looking fella. You know those big fellas that look that way. In contrast to Beasley, who's a cocky sort of kid uh, that uh, borders on chestiness and a very belligerent boy out on that pitching mound. Both right-handers, of course, and both, as I say, great pitchers this year and any year. Beasley a freshman, I would call Bonham a junior because uh, this is his third season with the Yankees, although he came up from Kansas City to finish uh, and not to start the 1940 season. Now, there was quite a, uh, an argument with Southworth about whether to start Beasley today. This is a little behind-the-scenes stuff that I don't know whether everybody knows or not, but some of Southworth's advisors here in St. Louis asked him to start Ernie White, figuring that now he must find out whether the Yankees could hit left-handers. There's been a little question about that. Fellows like Cotton Ed Smith and Chubby Dean, just what you'd call run-of-the-dugout left-handers, have troubled the Yankees some this year. And it was the contention of some of Southworth's, Southworth's aides and friends that he should find out in this game whether uh, his left-handers could hold the Yanks. 
And Billy wavered for a while last night. He lives on the same floor in the same hotel I do, and I know this. He almost switched over to starting Ernie White in this game and then finally decided to go with the kid. So it's going to be Johnny Beasley, 21-year-old youngster, and now the Cardinals are racing out on the field, and I've got very little bit of time left here. So that's the story here at Sportsman's Park as the Yanks and Cards prepare to go into the second game of the series, and this is Bill Form turning you back to red. Shortages of many things are threatened today, so it may not surprise you to learn the supply of Gillette Blue Blades for civilian use is growing more limited week after week. The reason is simple. Gillette production has been greatly reduced by order of the War Production Board to save steel, altars, ship stores, and other agencies of our armed forces mount higher all the time. That means there won't be enough Gillette Blue Blades to go around unless civilians buy in limited quantities and use them thriftily. Just as a case in point, there are already areas where Gillette blades are difficult or impossible to obtain, despite our constant efforts to distribute them evenly throughout the country. The primary purpose of these broadcasts is to inform you of the actual razor blade situation and explain how to get maximum service from every blade. During the game today, we'll point out a number of simple ways for prolonging blade life and enjoying comfortable, good-looking shaves at the same time. Johnny Beasley has taken the mound and is throwing down to Walker Cooper, his catcher. The Cardinals are on the field, standing to one side to be the first hitter is Rizzuto. And uh, before Mel Allen comes in to take over, before play starts, let's pause for station identification. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people of Chicago. It's just a couple of seconds before the game gets underway, and here stepping into the microphone is Mel Allen. Mel, you did a great job yesterday, especially in uh, handling that uh, skittish, uh, no-hit whammy situation in the late innings. How are you today? Great shape, Red. Getting ready to go now with the second game of the 1942 World Series. We're waiting for Phil Rizzuto to step into hitting position. You know, Johnny Beasley, young right-hander who's only 23 years of age, was 23 on May the 5th of this year. Two 
There's the pitch to Cullen Byron. He swung on and missed for strike three. Strikeout number one for Beasley. Sort of a half speed ball at which Cullen Byron cut and missed. And here's the Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio, stepping in. Joe had himself three hits yesterday in five times at bat and drove in a run. Joe bats him right-handed. Feet spread wide. Cocks that bat over his right shoulder. There are two outs now. Rizzuto on at second base. First half of the first inning. No scores yet. Stretched by Beasley. Here's the pitch. The match takes one low outside for ball one. Cooper went to his knees to make the catch of the pitch. Whitey Kurowski is playing a very deep third in position to guard that third baseline. Marty Marin's playing way over toward third. Jimmy Brown a deep second. And over toward the bag in position to move in back of second. Johnny Hopp a deep first. Beasley taking his time throwing. Eyes ready. Into the stretch. Rizzuto wandering off second. Here's the pitch to DeMaggio. He swings on it. It's a smash down to third. Kurowski comes up with it. There's his throw over to Hopp in time for the out. Although Hopp fell after making the catch, almost losing his balance, getting that uh, throw from Kurowski. So that's all for the Yankees in the first half of the first inning. No runs. No hits. No errors for the Cardinals. One left on for New York. And the score at the end of the first half of the first inning. Nothing for the Yankees with the Cardinals coming up in the last half of the first inning. And it'll be Ernie Bonham on the mound for the Yankees. The boy who pitched the deciding victory in the 1941 World Series for the Yanks against the Brooklyn Dodgers. Tossing a neat four-hitter to give the Yankees their current World's Championship, which they're defending this year against the Cardinals. Billy Southworth is talking to Bill Summers, apparently about the very same thing that Bill Summers was talking to Johnny Beasley. Red uh, leaned over and whispered to me probably uh, something about Beasley's foot position. Ernie Bonham this year has won himself 21 ball games and lost but five. And the amazing thing about Ernie is his marvelous control. He appeared in 28 ball games, pitched 22 complete games, and only walked 23 men, and several of those were intentional passes. Now that's amazing. Bonham works very rapidly, and because of his wonderful control, doesn't waste too many pitches. So we may, if everything goes serenely and calmly, have a pretty fast ball game today, contrary to the one yesterday when it took approximately 45 minutes for the first couple of innings. And now the uh, discussion apparently is still going on concerning Johnny Beasley's foot position because Joe McCarthy's come out of the Yankee dugout talking to George Bart first base with Bill Summers having come all the way up from home plate to continue the discussion. And there now are Barr McCarthy and Mike Gonzalez, the Cardinal coach back at first, talking. And now uh, Joe McCarthy uh, calls Buddy Hassett over to him to say something to him. Now there is Buddy trotting over to the mound to talk to Ernie Bonham. So Buddy Hassett is being a messenger boy at the moment for uh, Joe McCarthy. Jimmy Brown's at the plate, all set to step in. There goes Buddy Hassett trotting back to his first base position. And we're all set. Jimmy Brown, switch hitter. Batting left-handed against the right-handed pitching of Ernie Bonham. Big Ernie goes into his windup, and here is his first pitch. It's outside for ball one, fastball. Bonham has pretty good fastball, has a nice fork ball, which he uses very, very nicely. He's all set. Here's the pitch to Brown. Jimmy takes it, and it's low inside for ball two. Brown had one out of four in yesterday's ball game. Outfield playing him just a little bit toward right and center and right. Keller is watching him to hit the left center. Bonham ready. Pitches. Jimmy Brown takes a fastball high for ball three. 
Three nothing to count on Jimmy Brown. Leading off of the St. Louis Cardinals. Last half of the first inning. No scores yet. Terry Moore is on deck. Then we're coming to Slaughter. Rolfe at third. Rizzuto at short. Gordon on second. Hassett at first. Dickey catching. Bonham pitching. Jimmy Brown awaiting the pitch. Here it is. Jimmy takes it and it's in there for a call strike. Three and one. Billy Southworth. Cardinal skippers coaching back at third. You already told you it's Mike Gonzalez back at first. Charlie Keller's in left. DiMaggio in center. Helen Bynum in right. Bottom throws, and this pitch is high outside for ball four, and Jimmy Brown walks. To start the ball game for the St. Louis Cardinals in an offensive way, base on balls number one given up by Ernie Bonham. And so just as in the top half of the first inning when the Yankees lead off man, Phil Rizzuto walks, so does Jimmy Brown for the Cardinals. Stepping in now is Terry Moore, captain of the Cardinals, getting a nice hand from the Cardinal fans here at Sportsman's Park. He's the boy that broke up Red Ruffing's potential low-hitter in the eighth inning yesterday with two outs. Bonham takes his stretch, checks Jimmy Brown. Here's the pitch, Terry shorns up, bunts out toward the mound. Bonham fast picks it up, his throw is to second base to Rizzuto. Not in time, safe at second. That score is a sacrifice for Terry Moore. He's not charged with a time at bat and goes safe at first on the fielder's choice. When Bonham elected to try for a force out on Jimmy Brown at second, but his throw was not in time. And so, for one of the few times this, and since the series started, we've had evidence of the Cardinals' speed. And here is Zena Slaughter stepping in. Men on first and second, nobody out. A stretch by Bonham. Here's the pitch to Slaughter. He takes it. It's in there for a call strike. And the Cardinals are threatening here in the last half of the first inning. Still perhaps carrying along on the momentum which they brought through in the last half of the ninth inning of the opening game yesterday. Jimmy Brown leads off second. Terry Moore off first. Bonham ready. Here's his pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike two. Slaughter cut hard. Atley Donald is throwing in the bullpen for the Yankees. Limbering up, getting ready in case Joe McCarthy wants him. Outfield deep toward right for Slaughter. Yankee infield in double play position. Bonham ready to stretches. Here's the pitch. Slaughter swings and sends a fly ball out into left center. Charlie Keller is over under it. DiMaggio along with him. Keller makes the catch for the out. Throws quickly in the third. Holding it second is Jimmy Brown in it first. Terry Moore. Slaughter. Fly to Keller in left center for out number one. And here's Dan Musial coming up. Musial went hitless in four times at bat yesterday. Bats him left-handed. Over the public address system here at Sportsman's Park, as each man comes up to the plate for the first time, he's announced... And, of course, the applause follows through. Joe McCarthy is signaling to his outfield to shift a little bit for Stan Musial. Looks from up here as if he's playing him almost straight away. Stretch by bottom. Here's the pitch to Musial. It's outside. Ball one. On deck. Walker Cooper. One away. Last half of the first inning. No scores yet. Jimmy Brown leading off second. Terry Moore off first. Bonham throws. The pitch is swung on and missed. Strike one. That fork ball came in there. Completely fooled. Stan Musial. He almost had his bat all the way around before the ball got across the plate. One and one the count. Bonham looking for the sign from Dickey. has it. Brown leading off second. Moore off first. In comes the pitch. Swung on. It's a fly ball. Curving foul back at first. Buddy Hassett going over is under it near the field boxes. Makes the catch for the out and holds Jimmy Brown second as he throws on over to third. Ralph taking the throw on one hop. Bonham backing up third. 
So Musial fouls out to Buddy Hassett back at first base for out number two. Here's Walker Cooper coming up, Cardinal catcher, batch him right-handed. Two down. Jimmy Brown still on second base, Terry Moore still on first base. Time's call for a moment. Buddy Hassett goes over to talk to Phil Rizzuto. Now they have exchanged their bits of information. Hassett goes back to first, Rizzuto to short. Bottom now is all set. Just as Cap looks around to see Farrell, all of his colleagues are ready. He looks in to get the sign from Dickey. It's Walker Cooper, right-handed batter up there. Bonham's first pitch, swung on, foul off, back onto the screen, back to the plate, and strike one. Cooper had himself one hit and four times at bat yesterday. New ball in play. Bonham gives the Rosenbach a bit of a touch, holding the ball in his gloved hand. Wipes his pitching hand off across the letters. Standing sideways on the hill, looking in for the sign. Jimmy Brown moves off second. Moore, wide lead off first. Bonham pitches. Walker Cooper swings. There's a smash. A base hit over Gordon's head out the right center field. Going to be in there for extra bases. Coming in to score is Jimmy Brown. Terry Moore rounding third coming in. Going into second, standing up. Walker Cooper with a double. And the Cardinals lead two to nothing. Walker Cooper came through with a line drive over Joe Gordon's head out into right center field for a double, scoring Jimmy Brown from second base and Terry Moore from first base. And how those two Cardinal Jackrabbits were skirting around those bases. And so the Cardinals get the jump today, and they lead two to nothing. And here is Johnny Hopup, Cardinal first baseman, bats him left-handed. Walker Cooper leads off second. Bottom pitches, swung on and missed. Strike one by Johnny Hopp. Hop was hitless in four times at bat in the opening game yesterday. Two to nothing now, favor of St. Louis. Walker Cooper moves off second. Bonham takes his stretch, checks the runner, then pitches. Hop swings and fouls this one back. Strike two, the fastball. Just managed to get a little bit of it, swung a little late. Another new ball in play. Bonham in the process of giving it the old rough up. Getting the shine off of it. Two outs. Last half of the first inning. Two nothing, favor of St. Louis. Bonham ready now. Here's his pitch to hop. It's a fastball high. Ball one. One ball, two strikes to count on the Cardinal first baseman. Walker Cooper moving off second base. Got a pretty good lead. Bonham leans forward, getting the sign from Dickey. Now he's ready. Stretch the pitch. Hop takes this one high for ball two. 2-2 the count on Johnny. Steps out of the batter's box now for a moment. Gets a little dirt on his hands. Wipes his hands off on his trousers. Taps his cleats with the fat part of the bat. Hitches up his trousers now. Adjusts his cap and moves back in. 2-2 the count. Two outs. Two runs in. Cooper on at second. Bottom all set. Throws. Hop takes a high one for ball three. So the string has run out on Johnny Hop. Three and two. Bonham had Johnny in the hole, then trying to work very carefully on him. Run the string out to three and two. Whitey Krowski's on deck. He'll hit next if Hop gets on. Bonham all set for the payoff pitch. Stretches. Here's his. Swung on. It's a high fly ball. Hit out into center field. Running as Walker Cooper under the ball is Joe DiMaggio, and he makes the catch for the out. And that's all for the Cardinals in the last half of the first. Two runs. 
One hit. A big double by Walker Cooper. No errors. One man left on base. Two nothing at the end of the first. To put it straight, fans, shaving's a lot quicker and more comfortable the all Gillette way. Why, you'll be delighted at the difference it makes when you prepare your beard with Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless, and walls through it smoothly with a Gillette blue blade in your Gillette razor. Yes, sir, these three make a perfect combination like red, white, and blue. Many men think brushless cream best, and if you're one of them, you'll prefer Gillette brushless by a wide margin, I'm sure. It's greaseless, can't clog razor or drains, rinses off in a jiffy, and stays moist on your face. Now, it doesn't cost a cent more to enjoy the extra luxury of shaving the all-Gillette way. Charlie Keller leading off, then Joe Gordon, followed by Bill Dickey. Johnny Beasley has a two-run lead to work on. And needless to say, those two runs will certainly fire the Cardinals to a new flaming spirit, which they demonstrated they had in the last half of the ninth inning yesterday. They mean to make a real battle out of it all the way. Here's Charlie Keller digging in. Keller was hitless in four times at bat yesterday. Bats him left-handed. Beasley throws, and his first pitch is a little high. Ball one. Joe Gordon's on deck. First half, the second, two nothing. Favor the Cardinals. Outfield playing Keller deep, way around toward right and center and right, watching him to slice to left. In comes the pitch to Charlie. Takes it inside. Ball two. Almost had the inside corner with that one, but not quite. Two nothing to count on Keller. Charlie packs a lot of power and he gets hold of the ball. He drives him viciously. Here's the pitch. Keller takes it and it's in there for a call strike. Two and one. Two nothing favor of St. Louis, first half of the second. Beasley ready. Rocks in the box. Overhand pitch. A little high. Ball three. Three and one. Sort of a half speed ball. Beasley goes back to the Rosenbag, gives it a bit of a squeeze. Eyes all set. Keller digging in, awaiting that 3-1 pitch. Beasley now set to throw it into his windup. Here it comes. Keller takes it, and it's in there for call strike two. Keller had started toward first, but Bill Summers went up for the right hand and bellowed forth strike, and it brought Keller back. Don't know whether or not you can hear Bill Summers calling these decisions, but he really yells them out. Very colorful umpire. Here's the payoff pitch to Charlie Keller. He swings on it, sends a high fly ball out into short center. Terry Moore coming fast, still coming, still coming. He's under it and makes the catch for the out. Along in front of him were Marty Marion and Jimmy Brown, the Cardinals shortstop and second baseman, respectively. One out for the Yankees, first half of the second. And here's Joe Gordon stepping in. Joe bats him right-handed, went hitless in five times at bat. Right-handed hitter, the outfield shifts way over toward left. Beasley taking his time right now. Gordon standing deep in the batter's box, holds that bat down to the end of the handle. Here's the first pitch to him. Outside, ball one is a fastball. Beasley trying for that outside corner. Joe struck out on two pitches along those lines yesterday, so they still pitching him outside. Beasley ready for the next one. Overhand pitch into the dirt. Bounces past Walker Cooper. Ball two. New ball thrown out to Beasley. He was thrown over his head. Rolls out to second base. Jimmy Brown picks it up. Two nothing to count on Gordon. One out. Nobody aboard. 
First half of the second, 2 nothing. the score in favor of St. Louis. Bill Dickey is on deck, Gordon up there batting right now. Beasley rocks in the box. Here's his pitch. Right through there for a call strike. Fastball, a high. Two and one on Joe. Gordon cocks that bat up over his right shoulder. Beasley into the windup throws. Fastball, and it's in there for strike two. Call. Two to the count. Walker Cooper down the crouch back of the plate, giving the sign to Beasley. Johnny has it. Here's his next pitch to Gordon. Joe swings on. It's a line drive over. Krauske's head out in the left field for a base hit. Stan Musial racing over, getting in front of it. Falls down, and Gordon's going to second base as Musial has trouble getting up, and finally his throw goes into third. Musial fielded the ball, started to throw to second, and fell down, and couldn't get up in time. And it scored as a two-base hit for Joe Gordon. And that's the first hit for the Yankees off Johnny Beasley. It was a line drive over the head of Kurowski along the left field line. Musial got in front of the ball, started to throw the second as he picked it up and fell down and had no chance to make his throw. So we have Joe Gordon on at second base. One out, and here's Bill Dickey. Dickey had two for four yesterday. Two-nothing favor the Cardinals. Here's the pitch to Dickey. Low inside, ball one. That double for Gordon was his first World Series hit this year. Beasley takes his stretch, checks Gordon leading off second, pitches to Dickey. Bill swings, sends the ground ball down to first. Hop is up with it, a race for the bag. Hop wins it with Gordon taking third on the play, and there are two outs. Dickey grounding out to Johnny Hop unassisted. Two down, Gordon on third base, having advanced to third on the infield out. And here's Buddy Hassett stepping in. Buddy had two out of four yesterday. One of them a double, and drove in two runs. Hassett chokes the bat just about an inch or so. Outfield playing him almost straight away. Beasley checking with Walker Cooper for the sign. Has it into a full windup. In comes the pitch to Hassett. Buddy takes a fastball inside. Ball one. First half of the second inning. Second game of the World Series. Cardinals lead 2-0. There are two outs here in the first half of the second with Joe Gordon on at third. Buddy Hassett batting. Beasley's all set. Hassett digs in. In comes the pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike one. Hassett really swung hard on that one. Pick a vicious cut at that ball. One and one the count on the Yankee first baseman. Beasley stands on the mound just looking down. Now he looks into the plate. Cooper flashes in the sign. Beasley has it into the windup. Overhand fastball swung on. It's a ground, ground ball hit out to second. Browns up with it. Throws the hop in time for the out. That's all for the Yankees in the first half of the second. No runs. One hit. No errors for the Cardinals. One left on. And at the end of one and a half, it's two to nothing in favor of St. Louis. And that ends the first half of the second inning. Let's take a lightning trip from Sportsman's Park to the Gillette Factory in Boston. Believe me, it's worth seeing eight stories high and covering two city blocks. And every bit of the space devoted to the manufacture of razor blades and shaving cream. And that's to say, it was until Gillette swung into the production of war materials. This great plant, one of several throughout the world is replete from basement on up with specialized equipment designed and, for the most part, built by Gillette engineers. Now, here are the electrically controlled furnaces that temper Gillette steel to glass-cutting hardness, the huge five-ton sharpening machines, all the manufacturing facilities and testing devices that make the Gillette Blue Blade the sharpest, 
easiest shaving, and longest lasting to be found anywhere in the world. Coming into the last half of the second inning, Whitey Krawski leads off. Cardinal third baseman, then will come Martin Marion, then Johnny Beasley. Krawski, right-handed hitter. Bottom's first pitch is swung on. It's a bounder hit out to short. Rizzuto comes in, takes it on two hops, a quick throw over to Hassett in time for the out. Krause, Krause grounding out. Rizzuto to Hassett. Whitey went out yesterday in his three appearances. Struck out three times. Here's Marty Marion coming up. Cardinal shortstop who had one hit and four times at bat. Marion very popular with St. Louis fans. You can hear in the background his name announced over the public address system here. He got a nice round of applause. Lean, lanky fellow, bats him right-handed. Bonham's first pitch to him is in there for a call strike. Last half of the second, 2-0 favor the Cardinals. One out, nobody aboard. Bonham ready. He works fast into his windup again. The pitch comes into Marion. He swings on it. It's a pop-up. Bill Dickey going out for it under in foul territory between home plate and first base and makes the catch for the out. Two down for the Cardinals in the last half of the second. And here comes Johnny Beasley, the Cardinals' young pitcher who, along with Martin Cooper, carried the Cardinals to their National League pennant in their terrific stretch drive. Beasley's batting average on the season, in case you're interested as to what kind of a hitting pitcher he might be, 137. Two outs, nobody on. Beasley, right-handed hitter. Bonham's first pitch to the Cardinal pitcher. Swung on and missed. Strike one. He really cut hard on it. He wound up and cut loose. Beasley steps out of the batter's box for a moment. Nice back in. Bonham wasting little time. Is ready for the next pitch. Here it is. Swung on and missed for strike two by Beasley. And he almost lost his balance again as he swung around on it. No balls, two strikes. Two outs. Nobody on. Last half of the second. Two nothing St. Louis. Bonham into the windup. Overhand fastball. A little bit low. Ball one. Bonham started off the mound toward the Yankee dugout. Bill Dickey along with him, but Bill Summers said no, ball one. It's one ball, two strikes. Bonham hiding the ball behind him, getting the sign ready, into his windup again. Overhand fastball's in there for call strike three. So the Cardinals go out in order in their half of the second. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. Strikeout number one for Bonham, he's walked one. And at the end of two innings of play, it's two to nothing in favor of St. Louis. The Cardinals, two runs, one hit, no errors, one left on. The Yankees, no runs, one hit, no errors, and two men left on base. This second game of the 1942 World Series is coming to you from Sportsman's Park in St. Louis. We paused for station identification. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people of Chicago. For the Yankees in the first half of the third, we'll have Ernie Bonham leading off, then back to the top of the batting order, picking up Phil Rizzuto, and then Red Rolfe. Johnny Beasley just reached the hill having been the last batter in the last half of the second, took his time coming out. Bonham had a batting average of 122 on the season. Ernie's just coming up out of the Yankee dugout now. Pause for a moment to talk to little Pat O'Doherty, the Yankee bat boy, who is making his first real trip for the Yankees this, this time. He went with them a couple of times down to Philadelphia from New York. But it is his first Western trip, and he's getting quite a bang out of it. Little 16-year-old youngster. Ernie Bonham steps in. 
Johnny Beasley all set, and we're ready for the first half of the third inning with the Cardinals leading two to nothing. First pitch to Bonham. Fastball. A little bit low, ball one. Beasley kicks the dirt in front of the rubber, picks up the rosin bag, still holding it, and I drops it. Wipes his pitching hand off across the Cardinals on that bat in front of the uniform. Here's the pitch. Right through there for a call strike, one and one. Bill Summers is a very colorful umpire. He used a lot of ginger and working back that plate and on the bases, too. Beasley's next pitch to Bonham. Swung on and missed. Strike two. One ball, two strikes on Ernie. Some of the boys call him Tiny. Some of them call him Jumbo. One extreme to the other. Great big fellow, though. Beasley throws. Bonham takes a fastball outside for ball two. Two-two the count. Phil Rizzuto down on one knee. Watching the action, he's the next batter. Natalie Donald, who was warming up in the Yankee bullpen, is no longer active at the moment. Here's the pitch to Ernie. He swings on it, sends a grounder down toward first. Johnny Hopp is up with it, race for the bag. Hopp wins it, and Bonham is out at first. Hopp, unassisted. And one away for the Yankees then, first half of the third. And here's Phil Rizzuto, who started the ball game off by drawing a base on balls, then later stole second, but was left stranded as Beasley bore down, retired the side without suffering any damage. Whitey Krowski's coming in close at third, always expecting that bunt from Rizzuto. Beautiful thing about Rizzuto bunting is that he never telegraphs it. Beasley's first pitch to Phil. Swung on. There's a drive out into left field. Musial backing up for it. He's getting under it and makes the catch for the out. Two down for the Yankees in the third. And here's Red Rolfe, who fly to Terry Moore in the first inning. Rolfe making his last World Series appearance. He's leaving the Yankees to become coach of baseball at Yale University at the end of this season. Ralph stands in close to the plate, and he's slightly bent, chokes the bat about an inch or two. Beasley's first pitch is a sweeping curve that broke low inside, ball one. Roy Cullenbine's on deck, he'll hit next if Ralph gets on. There are two outs, nobody aboard at the moment. First half of the third inning, two to nothing, in favor of the St. Louis Cardinals. Beasley ready for the next pitch, throws, Ralph swings, there's a drive going deep out to right field, the slaughter going way back, 40, he can't get it, it's up against the wall, the ball bounds off, there's Ralph streaking second. Slaughter picks the ball up, throws in, but not in time. Rolf is in at second base, standing up with a two-base hit. That's the Yankees' second hit off Beasley. Both of them doubles. Gordon doubled in the second inning with one out. Got as far as third. Now with two outs, Rolf has doubled in the first half to third. Coming up is Roy Cullenbein, who struck out in the first inning. Roy batting left-handed. Red Rolf points to Marty Marion while looking at uh, Coach Art Fletcher. In other words, signaling to Fletcher, you watch Marion. First pitch to Cullenbein is high outside for ball one. The Yankees stirring up a mild threat at the moment. Two outs. Rolf on second base in scoring position. Cullenbein standing deep in the batter's box. Feet spread wide. Knees bent. In comes the pitch. He swings on it. Lines it foul. Back of third. Into the lower boxes. In short left field. Strike one. One and one the count on Columbine. He's wearing the same uniform number that was worn by Tommy Hendrick, whom he supplanted in right field. 
Bill Summers points down to the section where that ball... Oh, I see what happened. The ball was thrown back in and was on the playing field itself. Summers pointed down to it. Billy Southworth ran over and picked it up. One and one the count on Columbine. Two outs. First half the third. Two nothing Cardinals. Here's the pitch. Columbine takes it. It's high outside. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. Joe DiMaggio's on deck. He'll hit next if Columbine gets on base. Beasley slowing up just a little bit. Takes a stretch now. Here's the pitch. Columbine looks at one high outside for ball three. Three and one. Three balls, one strike. Two outs. Ralph on second base. Here's the pitch. It's swung on. It's a fly ball. Snatched out in left field high. Musial running over near the foul lines, getting under it, and makes the catch for the out. And so that's all for the Yankees in the third. No runs, one hit, no cardinal errors, one left on, and the score at the end of two and a half innings, two to nothing, St. Louis. You know, we can't all see Berlin or Tokyo through the bombsite of an American plane, but all of us can and must do this. Collect every bit of old junk, round up every bit of scrap metal and rubber, rags, vanilla rope, burlap bags, turn it in. Scrap metal is urgently needed to keep the steel mills operating at a record-breaking pace. So don't delay. Clean house now. Sell your scrap to a junk man. Give it to a local charity. Or take it to wherever you see the red, white, and blue official salvage depot sign. Throw your scrap into the fight. Canadian listeners, check your local government offices for scrap disposal. Coming into the last half of the third, with the Cardinals leading two to nothing... It'll be the top of the batting order for St. Louis. Jimmy Brown, Terry Moore, and Enos Slaughter. Cardinals took their two-run lead in the very first inning when Walt Cooper unloaded a double to right center field with Jimmy Brown and Terry Moore aboard. Brown having walked, gone to second as Moore, attempting a sacrifice, was safe on the fielder's choice. So here is Jimmy Brown leading off again as we come into the last half of the third. That's him left-handed. The first pitch is high outside. Ball one. Bonham blows in his pitching hand a little bit. Starts his windup. Here's the pitch. Brown takes it right through there for a call strike. One and one. Jimmy's got his cap tilted at a slight angle. Over his right eye. Bottom pitches. Jimmy Brown takes another one high. Ball two. The fastball. Two and one. Red Ross on third. Phil Rosuto at short. Joe Gordon at second. Buddy Hassett at first. That's the Yankee infield. Dickie back to the plate. Bottom pitching. Charlie Keller's in left. Joe DiMaggio in center. And Roy Cullenbein in right. Bottom all set. Throws. Jimmy Brown swings and drives one out toward left center high. There's Keller and DiMaggio racing over. DiMaggio gets under it and makes the catch for the out. One away. And it's Terry Moore stepping in. Terry Batcham right-handed. Cardinal captain, center fielder. Great defensive outfielder. Hasn't been charged with a time at bandage yet. When Jimmy Brown let off of the walk in the first inning, he laid down a bunt. Bonham elected to try for a fourth play on Brown at second, but his throw was too late. And both boys went safe. And later scored on Walker Cooper's two-out double. First pitch is high inside to Terry Moore for ball one. Bottom looks around the outfield. 
Now he's all set for the next pitch to Terry Moore. Here it is. Swung on and fouled back onto the screen. Behind the plate, strike one. Evens up the count, one and one. Ina Slaughter down one knee. Watching the action, he's the next batter. A lot of chatter on the Yankee infield. Bonham pitches, more swings, and he misses. Strike two. One ball, two strikes. Terry steps out of the batter's box for a moment, gets a little dirt in his hands. Billy Southworth hollows something up in the third base coaching box. Terry's a very likable boy. He is definitely St. Louis product. First pitch. Next pitch is swung on. It's a high pop-up. Foul off the left of the plate. Dickey is under it and makes the catch for the out. So Terry Moore fouls out to Bill Dickey. Two down now for the Cardinals, last half of the third, and here's Ina Slaughter coming up. Slaughter flied to Charlie Keller in the first inning. Ina's bats him left-handed. Where's the number nine on his uniform? Cardinals have white uniforms with red, red stripes up and down the trouser legs. Red piping all the way around. He swings and fouls the first pitch off up onto the screen, back to the plate. Ball rolled off the edge of the screen and down into the stands. Strike one. Cardinals out in front, 2-0. It's the last half of the third inning. Stan Musil on deck. He'll bat next if Slaughter should get on base. Here's the pitch. It's swung on. There's a ground ball hit out to short. Rizzuto comes up with it. Quick throw over to Hassett. In time for the out. And so that's all for the Cardinals in their half of the third. Out in order. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. And at the end of three totals, the Cardinals two runs, one hit, no errors, one left on. The Yankees no runs, two hits. No errors and three men left on base. That ends the third inning. At World Shaving Headquarters, graduates of the country's foremost technical institutions are in charge of every manufacturing process. Among these men are specialists in metallurgy, chemistry, physics, mechanics, electricity. Yes, even electronics, newest of the sciences. At their command is every needed facility for controlling razor blade quality. Is it any wonder that today's Gillette Blue Blade is the sharpest, easiest shaving, and longest-lasting blade in all this world. 2-0 St. Louis, as we go into the first half of the fourth inning. Joe DiMaggio, Charlie Keller, and Joe Gordon will be coming up to face the right-handed slants of young Johnny Beasley, who, after a bit of a shaky start, walking Phil Rizzuto as a starter in the first inning, growing a little bit wild, with Red Raw, before he got him out, has settled down and breezing along in pretty good fashion. He's allowed only two hits, doubles by Gordon and Raw. DiMaggio steps in, grounded out to Karowski in the first inning, bats him right-handed. Cardinals young right-handed into the windup. Overhand pitch swung on. There's a line drive, curving foul out in the deep left field in the stands. Lower deck, strike one. DiMaggio caught a hold of that one very nicely, but pulled it too much. Karowski's on third, playing deep, guarding that third baseline. Marin at short, Jimmy Brown at second, hop on first. Beasley's next pitch to the Yankee Clippers, swung on, it's a foul, coming back up into the press box. All the way up into it, too. Gentlemen of the press, scattered. Beasley stands ahead of DiMaggio, no balls, two strikes. Outfield way around toward left. Beasley all set. Rocks in the box. Here's his pitch. Fastball over. Trying for that outside corner. A little bit outside. Ball one. One ball, two strikes. Joe looking out the mound. Now Beasley's all set. 
Here it comes. DiMaggio takes a fastball outside again. Ball two. Beasley trying to that outside corner around the knees. Sent two fastballs in that direction. Came close on each occasion, but not quite close enough. Two to the count. DiMaggio leading off for the Yankees. First half of the fourth inning. Cardinals out in front. Two to nothing. DiMaggio cocks that bat up over his right shoulder. Beasley into the windup throws. DiMaggio swings and pops it up. High into the air. Foul. Coming back to first. Johnny hops under it in front of the Yankee dugout and makes the catch for the out. And DiMaggio fouls out to Johnny Hopps. Charlie Keller. Fly to Terry Moore in the second So far, Charlie Keller has been hitless in the series. Please are you all set for the first pitch to Charlie. Here it is. Pitch is swung on and fouled off to the left of the plate going into the upper deck. Just to the right of the Cardinal dugout. Quite a scramble for the ball, as always. Strike one on Keller. Outfield deep, four around toward right. Beasley's working rapidly now. Throws. Keller swings and smacks one over his head out over second base and into center field for a base hit. That's his first hit of the series. Ball fielded by Terry Moore throws into second. And Keller, after taking his turn, holds on it first with a single to center. It was a sharp blast. It hit the ground about 10 feet in front of the mound itself and shot right up over the head now. Johnny Beasley sort of shied away from it. Talked a lot of ball players. A lot of pitchers, they say one thing that they always fear or somewhat is pitching to Charlie Keller because he's going to lose blazing drives and right back to that box at him. Here's Joe Gordon up. First pitch to him. Low ball one. Joe doubled in the second inning for the Yankees' first hit off, Beasley. Went over to third and infield out. Left stranded as has it grounded out to Jimmy Brown. Cardinals are out in front 2 nothing. It's the first half of the fourth inning. One away with Keller on at first base. Gordon reaches down, picks up a little dirt. Rubbed it on his hands. Pitches up his trousers. Adjusts his feet. As Beasley gets set for the next pitch. One down. Keller moving on first. Here's the pitch to Gordon. He swings on it. There's a line drive to Karowski. He grabs it. Quickly throws over to Hop, but not quite in time to double Keller. The throw is a little wide of the bag on the home plate side and gave Keller an opportunity to put on the brakes as he started for second. David him to come back into first to avoid being doubled up. Gordon caught one right on the nose. Lined it to Whitey Karowski. Round number two. Keller had broken for second with a crack of the bat, but play being in front of him as he was running, he was able to stop short and come back, although Borowski came very close to doubling him up at first. Here is Bill Dickey stepping in. Dickey grounded out to hop unassisted for second. Two outs now. Cardinals are out in front, two nothing. This is the first half of the fourth inning. Basically pitches, Dickey swings and smacks one on the ground. Pass hop out of the right field for a base hit. Keller. Round second that holds up short as Enos Slaughter throws a beautiful peg into third all the way on the fly. A perfect strike from right field into third. To Dickey, singles to right, sending Keller to second. That's Bill Dickey's third hit of the series. Up is Buddy Hassett, who grounded out to Jimmy Brown in the second. Hassett left-handed. Charlie Keller's on second base, Bill Dickey on first base, two outs. First half of the fourth inning, Cardinals ahead, two nothing. First pitch to Hassett's fastball inside, backing away from the plate a little bit, ball one. Ernie Bonham, next hitter. Beasley takes his time, nice ready. Runner's lead off, here's pitch. Hassett swings, there's a drive going out to right field. Ena Slaughter's getting under it, waiting, and he makes the catch for the out. So once again, a Yankee threat is stopped. 
shake dry. This way, you avoid the danger of damaging the edges by needless handling. Take my word for it, man. You get a flock of extra shaves, and I mean refreshing, good-looking shaves this easy way. Coming into the last half of the fourth inning, for the St. Louis Cardinals, we'll have Stan Musial, Walter Cooper, and Johnny Hawk. Cardinals out front 2-0. For those of you who might have tuned in late, Cardinals got their two runs in the first inning, and Brown walked. Moore came up, bunted. Bonham elected to try for a force play on Brown at second, but his throw was late, so that Moore, both Brown and Moore went safe, and after two were outs, walked the triple double to drive them both in. In comes the first pitch now to Stan Newsom. Outside, ball one. As we start the last half of the fourth inning. Newsom checks with Billy Southworth, pushing the third for his side. Ray Bonham into the windup. Overhand pitch swung on, slow bounder out towards short. Rizzuto coming fast, picks it up, flips over to Hassett. In time for the out, says George Carr. And Mike Gonzalez is walking down the first baseline as George Barr walks away from it, out towards the right field foul line. Stan Musial out at first in a very close play with Phil Rizzuto charging fast on Musial, slow bounder out to short, firing underhand over to Hassett. Up is Walker Cooper. On his first pitch to Cooper, right through there for his ball strike. Cooper's double in the first inning. Drove in both Cardinal runs. The two runs by which they lead. Here in the last half of the fourth, two nothing. Bonham working fast into his windup. Overhand fastball swung on to bounder out toward third. Ball takes it to one hop. Goes over to Hassett low, but Hassett comes up with it in time for the out. Two away. And it's Johnny Hop coming up. Hop slides to Joe DiMaggio in the first inning. That's him left-handed. Bill Dickey goes down into the crowds to give Ernie Bonham the sign. Ernie hits up, pitches up his foul just to check the sign of Dickey. Into the windup. First pitch to Hop. Swung on and missed. Strike one. Mighty Frost is on deck and it's next. And Hop gets on base. Red Rock in, even with the bag at third. Here's Bonham's next delivery. Johnny Hopps swings sends the bounder between Hassett and Gordon out into right field for his first hit of the series. Cullenbein bobbles the ball for a moment, throws over to Hassett, and there's Hopps going to second base and going in safely. Johnny Hopps single on the ground between Hassett and Gordon. As we told you, Cullenbein bopped the ball just for a moment. Hop took a wide turnaround first, and Cullenbine quickly cuts loose with a peg to Hassett. And Hop, seems he was cut off, broke for second. And Hassett fumbled the uh, relay in from Cullenbine and has been charged with an error, which enabled Hop to go to second. Here's Kowalski up, first pitch to him. Swung on, has to drive to deep right center. DeBajo racing, still going deep in right center field, getting under it, making the catch for the out. He went a long way. 
Tennessee, 
has just been pitching with amazing success. He has been in trouble every single inning. The Yankees in the top of the fifth inning uh, tried to put the crusher on him. That is, when they uh, had the tying runs on at first and second and nobody out. A lot of times, uh, ball clubs play that for a bunt, move the tying runs along. But the Yankees, uh, knowing the strength of their prowess, had uh, Roth hit away. The ball was hit sharply at Jimmy Brown, and thus came the first double play that Mel told you about. And just a few moments ago, we were all uh, most warmly uh, reminded of a great sports announcer who had been with us on all of the Gillette broadcasts and uh, been on World Series broadcasts ever since uh, broadcasting of them had begun. Bob Elson, and uh, as you know, uh, Bob is now a lieutenant in the Navy, and he's just uh, wide regards to us all and hopes that it's a great series. And we are delighted to hear from uh, Bob. Bonham, who was standing uh, out on third base when the last out was made, out on the bases a while, took an opportunity to go back into the dugout. It cooled off a little bit, and now we're going to the last half of the fifth inning. He's just out on the mound. Slats Marion, nicknamed because uh, of his build. He's very tall, like a string bean. Standing up there at the plate, the first hitter. It's eighth in the Cardinal batting order, and it's 2 to nothing in favor of the Cardinals, who jumped off the first inning. Bonham pitches, a curve swung on. There's a high fly deep in the left center. There is Keller going over, DiMaggio going over. Keller out of the way, and DiMaggio takes it for the out. DiMaggio doesn't look like he's uh, running very fast, but how he eats up the ground with those long strides. He's been all over the spacious area of center field here at Sportsman's Park today. So Marion, first up is out, swing on the first pitch. Center fielder, put out. And here is a tremendous ovation going up for young Beasley. A rookie who wears 21. Who won 21 games. And who is leading 2 to nothing. And he's had to pitch every inning. Big Bonham, very businesslike. Comes down, fastball swung on and missed. And Beasley, uh, like a lot of these Cardinals, swings very hard. One of the uh, reasons why the Cardinals can all run and why their pitchers are good hitters is that uh, in the Cardinals system, when they look for young ball players, they look for the all-round athlete. As a fastball outside, missing. Ball one. One and one. One ball, one strike. Beasley, a right-hand hitter. Dickey going down to give the sign. Bonham, big towering right-hander, whose control is fabulous. Ready. The defense is straight away. The pitch. Over. For a call, second strike. One ball, two strikes. Waist high over the outside. Two to nothing. Favor the Cardinals in the second game of the 1942 World Series. There's a pitch. Swung on and was taken for call. Strike three. Beasley started a swing and couldn't. Pitch was past him. Strike three call. And for Bonham, that's his second strikeout. And speaking of the twos, uh, Bonham uh, wears number 2-0. And uh, this happens to be uh, first base coach Mike Gonzalez. Young son's second birthday. And the score is two to nothing, favor the Cardinals. Here's Jimmy Brown, switch hitter. Those he hits two ways, batting left handed. Takes pitch low inside, ball one. One and oh, two men out. Last of the fifth inning. Bonham looks out towards center field a moment, making up his mind what he wants to do. Brown crouches, deep back of the plate. Takes high outside, and it is two balls, no strikes. 2-0. Bonham moves a little dirt. He wastes no time out on the mound. Very uh, efficient worker. Pumps vigorously, kicks, throws. Curve on the outside, and it is 
He doesn't hesitate to use his curveball when he's behind. Neither does Beasley. Three and Otto Brown. Two out. Three nothing pitch. In there. Taken. Three and one. Summers, a very stocky individual, and he stands squarely back of the catcher. When he calls a strike, suddenly his right hand flashes up. 3-1 pitch. There's that right hand flashing. Call strike two. In other words, if you don't look quickly, when Summers calls a strike, you don't see him calling. You can hear him. 3-2. and One of them comes back. Brown swings, beats it down towards second. Gordon up with it, throws to first. Plenty of time, and that's all for Brown. And it's nothing across for the Cardinals. One, two, three in the last half of the fifth inning. At the end of five innings, it is two to nothing. Favor St. Louis. And that ends the fifth inning. Warwick focuses attention on zero tolerances and precision manufacture. It's interesting to note, therefore, that the Gillette Blue Blade is one of the finest examples of precision manufacture to be found anywhere. The edges of this blade are so keen, they can only be measured by a beam of light. It would take a hundred thousand of them laid together to equal an inch. Now we're going to the sixth inning. The Yankees have been held completely at bay by Beasley. Only two of their men have been permitted to reach third base. And on each time, the uh, runner reaching third got there with two out. That happened in the second inning. And it happened again in the top of the fifth. Beasley has so far been in command. However, on two different occasions, the Cardinals have had bullpen support being marshaled in back of him. In the first inning, when he began by walking Rizzuto, the first hitter, and uh, then again there in the top of the fifth. The Maggio, who had three hits yesterday, has gone 0 for 2 today, bouncing out in the first inning, third to first, and fouling out to the first baseman in the fourth. Redoubtable right-hand batter, first man up in the sixth inning. It's 2 to nothing, favor the Cardinals. Beasley comes down, fastball swung on, hit down to short, half speed. Marion up, throws, it's close, and the Maggio's out. And that's the third bang-bang play that George Boss had at first base. He's had three close ones, and he has called them all without hesitation and with deliberate sureness. He hasn't hesitated at all. Been right on top of them, called them and walked away. And imagine you out on a close one, short to first. Marion, tall shortstop, came running in, picked up the ball in the same motion, threw across his chest and over to first. Hop stretching out, brought it down. Here's Charlie Keller, singled his last at-bat. Takes a low inside curve down across the shin. Ball one. One out for the Yankees. Nobody on. Top of the sixth inning. Two to nothing. Play for the at-home Cardinals. This is the second game of the series. Here comes the rookie right-hander's pitch. It's a high outside curve ball. Let up on ball two. Two and all. Hot Fletcher's the third base coach for the Yankees. Back up first, Earl Coombs. Keller crowds the plate from behind. The 10 hitter. Outfield deep. St. Louis. Round toward right. Beasley twist throws. Fastball over. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Keller driving at the club down by the end. Beasley pitches 2 1. Charlie takes high inside. Just up over the lettering. Ball three. Three and one. One out. Nobody on. Beasley going for the rosin bag. The Cardinals got him two runs in the first inning, and he's protected them all the way. It's two to nothing. And, of course, with each pitch, the pressure is now piling up. Throw. Swung on. Fouled up and back. 
on top of the stands. Boop. Three and two. Keller, in the second inning, has placed that bat today. Fly ball to center field to Terry Moore, who gave the fans a display of his soft hands. That's the technique he uses, catching a fly ball. And uh, then Keller practically knocked Beasley down, and he hammered a single right over him. Fourth inning. 3-2 pitch. Swung on. There's a high fly ball into short left center. Left field of Musial. Waiting. Waiting. Has it. And it is two out. The suspense was on that one pretty much because Musial uh, got to the spot where the ball came down and uh, he had to wait. That uh, fly ball was really up there. Two up, two down, and the batter is Gordon. Gordon got the first Yankee hit a double inside the left field line, second inning, and then lined out to the third baseman in the fourth. Joe stands his deep in the box, feet close together, his right hand batter could. Steps up, takes low. And inside, ball one. Balls examined. Plate umpire, Bill Summers, the American League staff. Trying to be perfectly all right. Beasley's very sure of himself. Right hand comes down. Fastball swung on. Missed. One and one. Gordon took a ruffle. Beasley has all the confidence of his youthful strength, and uh, he's that sort of an individual. He just pleased when he takes the mound that he can do it. There's a throw, swung on, foul back. You know, it's a small world. Coming out to the ballpark today, I happened to uh, come out in the same cab which had uh, just previously on his trip to the ballpark brought Beasley himself. And uh, so, of course, the taxi driver was able to tell uh, Mel and yours truly just the attitude of the young fellow, and the attitude was, as he told the taxi cab driver, was he's going to win. Gordon swings, fouls it back. And it's still one ball, two strikes. Two out. Joe set. Outfield's deep, round toward left. Gordon had his greatest hitting year this past season. Cooper sets his mitt for a low target. Pitches inside. And it is two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Walker. That's Walker Cooper, the catcher. Strolls out in front of the plate. Holler something to his young battery mate. Now comes back. Goes down to give the sign. Two balls, two strikes. Two out. Nobody on the sixth. Beasley comes down. Big curve. Low inside. Ball three. Three and two. Johnny walks around back of the mound for the moment. Rubs the fingers of his right hand across his blouse. Pumps. Pumps again. Delivers. Call strike three. A curveball. Gordon turns around, but uh, Summers walks away. Gordon protesting. He didn't like it, and this is the first time the Yankees... Did not get somebody on. That's the second strikeout for Beasley. One, two, three, and out. And that ends the first half of the sixth inning. Up to now, I haven't really told you a thing about Gillette Lather shaving cream. And believe me, fellas, it makes shaving much faster and far more enjoyable. Gillette Lather contains three beneficial oils. And just a jiffy, you whip up billows of lather that holds abundant moisture, softens stubble in a hurry, 
and stays creamy on your face all the while you're shaving. Furthermore, fans, you pay no premium for this added luxury. The extra shaving speed and comfort you get when you prepare your beard with Gillette Shaving Cream. Ask your dealer for a tube or try Gillette Brushless. Only 25 cents. The Cardinals come in with their captain and center fielder. First up, last of the sixth inning. Terry Moore to be followed by Slaughter and then Mamusial. Terry Moore got the first Cardinal base hit with two men out in the eighth inning yesterday afternoon off roughing. That, of course, is well-known history. But uh, this, I believe, you'll be interested in. When the Cardinals were taking batting practice, some fan drifted out of the stands, and before anyone detected his presence, he had picked up Terry Moore's favorite bat, the one that he used to get that base hit yesterday, and had drifted away with it. And Moore could not find it. Searched high and low. So he's using another bat. But uh, what had become a priceless weapon, practically a museum piece, was gone. First pitch to Moore. Call strike. On him right in there. Sharp curveball. First man up, last to the sixth. Moore using a brand new bat. Go for two. That's there's the fly ball deep out into center. DiMaggio's under it and takes it for the out. And that's all for Terry. You have to... Today, in this series, you have two of the greatest fielding center fielders in the business putting on their show. Same ballpark. Inning after inning. DiMaggio, Terry Moore. They really can go get them. That's one of the big arguments in baseball, is which is the better. Here's Country Slaughter, the corner right fielder. Takes a pitch high inside after half-bluffing a bunt. Ball one. Two to nothing. Labor St. Louis. A walk. Sacrifice and fielder's choice. And then a double by Walker Cooper. Did the business in the first inning. Pitch. Swung on. There's a high fly ball going out into right. Helen Vine waiting for it. Waiting. And takes it. About three steps inside the wall. And it is two up, two gone. For St. Louis, last of the sixth inning. You know, not a Cardinal who started the ball game yesterday had ever been in a World Series before, and not a Cardinal who started today has ever been in a World Series before. And uh, so to add to that, I happened to run into old Jess Haynes this morning, and he said, you know, this series makes me feel sort of old. But I'll tell you the rest of it. Here's the first pitch to Musial. Swings and misses. Big curveball. Because Jess said, you know, this is the first World Series the Cardinals have ever played in which I wasn't with them. An active player. Stopped to figure it out. That's it. Musial sets. Swings. Beats a sharp grand ball towards second. Gordon has it. Throws to first. Only time. It's off a stand. Thrown out second to first. Nothing across then in the last half of the sixth inning. And at the end of six innings, the totals still stand as they were at the end of five. For the Yankees, no runs. Five hits and one error. And uh, St. Louis, two runs, two hits, and no errors. And ladies and gentlemen, your serious attention uh, just for a moment. In this war, which is going on, which our men, our boys, the kid from just around the corner, which our men are scattered all over the world, there is a great need now, and the need undoubtedly uh, will be greater for blood plasma. And that is primarily the work of you listening in in cooperation with the American Red Cross in the building of blood banks to help sustain the lives of our men who are risking their lives everywhere. And uh, for those of you in America, contact 
your local American Red Cross chapter and find out how you can best cooperate with them in the blood donor program. And for our Canadian listeners, we suggest you call your nearest uh, Canadian government office. For the seventh inning, Bill Dickey, first up, singled his last at bat, followed by Hassett, and then by Bonham, unless MacArthur decides to go with a pinch hitter. Now has uh, Donald and Brewer warming up in the Yankee bullpen, which would indicate that he certainly has the possibility of a pinch hitter in his mind. Dickey up, left-hand hitter. Right-handed Beasley throws, fastball outside and low. One. One and all. The score stands two to nothing. They were the Cardinals who are trying to get even. No game tomorrow for travel, you know. Surge resuming Saturday at the stadium in New York. Beasley kicks throws. Dickey swings as a high pop fly down by first. There's Hop coming in. He's under it, waiting. Makes the catch. Just in fair ground. Third of the way in to home plate. That's all for Dickey. Popping up to the Cardinal first baseman. Beasley, ready to pitch to Buddy Hassett. Hassett is a hitter, grounded out, second to first in the second inning, and hit a line drive which was caught in right field by Slaughter in the fourth. 0 for 2 today. That feels straight away on Buddy. Beasley throws, call strike, under the shoulders over the outside. Hassett walks to the front of Batter's box, gets a little dust, now steps back in. Nothing in one, one out. Nobody on. Beasley works, throws as a line drive hit out to left center. Musial goes over in front of it. The fielder captures it for the out. And that's all for Hassett. Two up and two down. And let's see. Will it be Bonham? Too bad for himself. We'll know in a moment. Yes, it will be. Here he comes. And uh, Earl Coombs, the first base coach, waves to Brewer and Donald down in the Yankee bullpen to save yourselves, boys. Just sit down. Take it easy. That's a round of applause for Ernie, who made uh, a couple of mistakes in the first inning, which came home to horn him, in that he walked the first batter he pitched to, and then on a sacrifice by the next, he threw to the wrong base. His right-hand batter, Beasley pitches. Low, all one. Then came the uh, double, which was a real frozen rope, as Walker Cooper himself would describe his line drive, which he hit to right center. Got in those two men. And that's all the scoring up to now. Two to nothing, St. Louis. Two out for the Yankees. Nobody on here in the seventh inning. Bottom takes the fastball on. Beasley is pouring his pitches down. He's a strong fella. 6'1". Around 200 pounds. Powerful. Delivers. There's another strike call. One and two. Outfield toward right. Despite the fact that Bonham is a right-hand batter. They don't figure that he'll pull Beasley. Throw. Curveball. Swung on. Tap down foul. That pitch... Uh, was a big curveball. It looked like it was going to be high inside until the last split second when it broke down over the plate. And Bonham, to protect himself, just sort of took a chop at it, tapped it down foul, just preserved his batting life. Young Beasley ready, throws, curve swung on, hit down to short. Up with his Marion, throw over to first, in time, and that's all for Bonham. Short to first. Nothing across then. 
for the Yankees in the top of the seventh inning. And the thousands here at St. Louis in the packed park are standing now as this out here is the home half of the seventh. The Yankees, the visitors, and going out to take the field. Two to nothing, St. Louis. As we go into the last half of the seventh, it is Walker Cooper who has been the offensive payoff man for St. Louis this afternoon. With two men out and in the first inning, Jimmy Brown at second base and Terry Moore on at first. Walker Cooper hit his line drive double. He'll be followed by Hop and then by Kurowski. And Bonham just making his way out to the mound now. And he was very careful as he went across the first base foul line not to step on it. In fact, he broke step in order to step across it. I begin throwing down to the veteran Yankee receiver, Bill Dickey. So let's set the Yankee club afield defensively. Bonham, pitching, Dickey catching. Infield, same as yesterday. Hassett is at first, Joe Gordon at second. Phil Rizzuto is at short, and at third, Red Roth. The outfield is Charlie Keller in left, Joe DiMaggio in center, and in right field, Roy Cullenbine. Here's Walker Cooper making his way now from the Cardinal dugout, which is on the third base side, on his way up to the plate. He has one for two. And that was the double that got in the two Cardinal runs. First inning. Right-hand batter. He's a rangy six-footer. Sets Fallowell back in the box. Bottom works. Cooper swings. as a high fly going into center. DiMaggio's waiting. Waiting. And he takes it. And that's all for Catcher Cooper. That for DiMaggio is his sixth putout so far this afternoon. And the World Series record for the most putouts in a World Series game for a center fielder is eight. One away. And Johnny Hop, who got the last base hit for the Cardinals when he singled the right field in the fourth inning. Takes a call strike. Fastball over. Mike Hopp uh, has the only hit for the Cardinals since the first inning when Walker Cooper doubled. St. Louis has just two hits. John takes another strike call. Coming over the outside. Bottom is fast. Turns his back on the batter for the moment. Looks out towards center field. Blows on his right hand. Now turns around, takes a sign from Dickey. Then promptly starts rocking. Throws. Curve swung on. And it is hitting the right field for a solid base hit for Hopp. Makes his turn around first base and holds up. And uh, Hop comes up with his second straight safety. Single to right. And this is hit number three for the Cardinals. It is hit number eight in the ball game. The Yankees have five. Now Buddy Hassett comes in to hold first base. Hop leading off at that point. One man out. And George Kurowski, who is 0 for 2, steps in. Field is a step toward left. Throw to first, and Hop has to come back on his chest and reach for first base with his hand, but he gets back in time. Hassett returns. Bottom sets. Krasky, right hand batter, waiting. Bottom throws. Krasky has to lean back. High inside. Ball one. George is 0 for 2 this afternoon, and he went 0 for 3 yesterday.
Bonham comes out of position. Looks at first. Delivers to the plate. Kroski swings and goes around missing. One and one. At this moment, Marvin Brewer gets up to start warming on the Yankee bullpen. For St. Louis, Ernie White now begins throwing two. Also, right-hander Harry Gumbert goes to work. Throw back to first. Not in time. Hop again, sliding back on his chest. One ball, one strike. That's the count. George Karowski finishing up his rookie year. Bottom, another look at first. Throws the plate. Karowski swings and has a high fly ball going out to the left field corner. Coming down in foul ground. And finally into the stands. Charlie Keller was over. But of course they don't allow the outfielders to run it from the stands. So that's a long second strike. One and two. One man out. Cardinals ahead, two to nothing, and trying to start something cooking in the last of the seven. Bonham carefully down in the pitcher's position. Delivers. Graski swings, and there's another foul. This one on top of the stands, behind third base, and out of the park. One and two. Brewer is throwing relatively easily, although he isn't fooling about it. Being warmed up by Coach Schulte. Bonham studies the runner at first. Johnny Hop, there he goes. And with a hit and run on, there's a drive going to the left field corner. Keller comes over, and he can't hold it. And the ball is fair. For next to base, here's Hop coming around third. Here's Gorowski coming into third. Keller finally recovers, and Rizzuto relays it, and it's a triple. run on, Karowski slapped a low, long line drive just inside the left field line toward the corner. Charlie Keller, cutting over, could not quite get down to grab it. And it's a three-bagger. The ball went through all the way back to the left field wall. Karowski made it to third base standing, and of course Hop scored, and it is three to nothing in favor of St. Louis. One man out. Kurowski at third base. Slats Marion is the hitter. And the Yankees, of course, have the infield drawn in tightly, hoping for a play at the plate. Outfield is straight away. Marion tripled, if you'll recall, in the ninth inning of yesterday's game. Swings on the first pitch. And there's a hot one to third. And Roth drives the runner back to third. Throws to first in time. Marion is out. Kurowski is forced to hold on at third base. That ball was hit straight at the third baseman. It was hit sharply, right it wrong. And the experienced back knew what to do with it. And here is Beasley stepping in. He's quite a fair-haired child out here. And we say that uh, as a figure of speech as he is quite a brunette. Infield is back. Outfield is practically straight away. Bottom throws. There's a swing and a miss for strike one. Beasley cutting in a low curveball. Karowski is on at third. Just got his first World Series safety. And he got it with a hit and run on. Three bagger. 
Southworth, feeling better about things, coaching back to third. Kraska takes a long run down off third. Beasley swings and misses. Going after a fastball. Strike two. When we say that the outfield is straight away, we mean that uh, they are not pulled off normal either toward left field or toward right field. Bonham takes the sign, delivers, easily swings and misses, strike three. And so that ends that threat. That's the third strikeout for Bonham. And it is one run, two hits. Three to nothing, St. Louis. And that ends the seventh inning. Maybe you've never noticed them, but every Gillette Blue Blade has marks resembling the Roman numerals one and two on the ends projecting beyond your razor. These enable you to distinguish between the edges and to give each equal use, thereby prolonging the life of the blade. In principle and results, this is like crisscrossing automobile tires, and it's mighty worthwhile, for you get several extra shaves from every blade. Here are the seventh inning totals for the visiting Yankees. No runs, five hits, one error, half a dozen men left, and for the Cardinals, three runs, four hits, and no errors, and just three men left. All eyes are being glued faster and faster on this strapping six-foot figure of a rookie right-hander stepping onto the mound. It's a very key assignment and doing very nobly. Danny Beasley. However, as time grows shorter, ball game going into the eighth inning, manager Southworth is not uh, any longer going to uh, risk not having a man ready in the bullpen. So Harry Gumba who is a very experienced right-hander. This is his third World Series. He was in uh, the last two of the Giants. Gumbert, who relieved to one batter yesterday, is in the bullpen for St. Louis. Now Rizzuto, first up in the eighth. Swings, fouls the first pitch off, strike one. Rizzuto singled his last time up. He walked in the first inning, fly ball, left field in the third, single to left in the fifth. Very stocky, sturdy little right-hand batter, crouches... Bunts and misses completely. There he was at his famous specialty and didn't even touch the ball. It was a fastball that he tried to bunt. It was really blown right down in there, too. Nothing in two. Outfield a couple steps around toward left field. On Rizzuto, they play him to pull. Swings on a curve and pulls a line drive foul. Out past left. Count hangs. Nothing in two. First man up in the eighth. Score is three to nothing in favor of the Cardinals. Young Beasley delivers a curveball, foul down into the ground, bounced up against the knees of catcher Walker Cooper. Still nothing in two. Beasley goes up over his head, twists, throws, curve low outside, throw it down into the dirt, just outside the plate. Rizzuto, field to be tempted. One and two. One ball, two strikes. Three nothing. Favor the Cardinals. Fighting to get this series on an even keel. A pitch, curveball, swung on and missed. Strike three. Now we have time right now in this uh, second game of the World Series 
to pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual. WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Red Roth, left-hand hitter. One out, nobody on. Eighth inning, takes a fastball low inside. All one. Roth has one for three this afternoon. Doubled. Right field. Third inning. Digs in. Takes a fastball over. All strike. And Beasley, if anything, has grown faster. The ball game has progressed. In fact, he couldn't be any faster than he is right now. Comes down. Curveball swung on. Hit down to second. Up with it is Brown. Throws to first. And Roth is out. Second to first. And it is two up. Two away. Roy Cullenbine is the batter. Boy's going off for three. Struck out in the first inning. The fly balls to left in the third and in the fifth. Two out. Bases are like Mother Hubbard's cupboard. They're empty. Fastball low inside. 4-1. 3 nothing. Over the Cardinals. Young Beasley licks the ends of the fingers of his right hand. It's a pitching mannerism of his. The outfield's around toward right on Cullen Bine. Takes a high outside fastball. Ball two. Roy is a switch hitter. And he hits with equal facility, too, from either side of the plate. It's right-handed pitching. Such as he's facing today and Johnny Beasley. He's batting left-handed. Right side of the infield is deep. First base and hop, step in toward the line. Strike, call, fastball. Turn one. Beasley has a great deal of poise, especially for a kid. And remember last year, down in New Orleans, he only won 16 ball games. Here's first year in the big leagues, he won 21. Roy takes a call, second strike. The ball was uh, right off the belt buckle, over the inside. Roy stepped up on the pitch and was off balance a little bit. And also, he didn't like the call of uh, the plate umpire. Two and two. Roy sets. Beasley delivers. Roy swings at a bounding ball. Hit to deep second. Brown knocks it down, but he can't recover in time. And Cullen Vine is on, hitting the ball through the hole between first and second. Brown, at the edge of the right field grass, knocked it down but couldn't recover. And it is scored as a single. This is the first man to get on since um, Rizzuto singled with nobody out in the fifth inning. In other words, ten Yankees went down in order. This is the first batter in the last 11 to get on. And Joe DiMaggio stepping in. That's hit number six for the Yankees. Curve low outside into the dirt. Cooper blocks it. Ball one. DiMaggio this afternoon is 0 for 3. Helen Bine ready to go on anything. Leading down off first. Outfield is just as deep as it can get. Round toward left on Joe. There goes Cullen Bine. There's the throw down to second base. And Roy is safe. Brown put the uh, ball on him, not in time. And Cullen Vine, sliding around, reaches a hand for the bag and makes it. 
Stolen base is credited to Cullenbine. And he was going. But for the moment, the play was closed, as though Cal Hubbard was uh, going to put the out sign on. And then as he got down, seeing the play closer, he uh, flashed the save. Cullenbine walking off second. Three to nothing. Favor the Cardinals. DiMaggio takes a strike. Two and one. The other pitch on which Colin Bine went down was a ball. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. DiMaggio swings and there's a base hit out in the right field. There's Colin Bine around third base. And the throw goes, uh, is cut off to hold DiMaggio at first as the run scores. Colin Bine comes in. And DiMaggio singles into right. And the Yankees get their first run. Now it is three to one. That for Joe is his uh, fourth hit in the World Series. Second run that he's batted in. This is hit number seven for the Yankees this afternoon. And Harry Gumbert is not sparing the horses as he warms up Cardinal Bullpen. Two down. Maggio is at first. The tying runs at the plate. Charlie Keller has one hit a single this afternoon. One for three. Keller swings. There's a high one, which is going out toward the pavilion roof. And it's a home run. Charlie Keller dug in. As you know, he is very wicked with that wood. And teed off on the first pitch. It was a high line drive. And it went well to the top of the right field pavilion roof. There was no question when the ball was struck. And it is now quickly three runs in for the Yankees. And it's all tied at 3-3. And Joe Gordon is the batter. Takes a strike. Fastball over. A single by Cullen Vine. Followed by a single by DiMaggio. Cullen Vine scored. He had stolen second base. And uh, then came Keller's home run. So it's all tied at 3-3. There's a high foul ball hit out along left and into the stands. And it is strike two to Joe Gordon, the acrobatic second baseman. And Keller really took a toehold. Apparently he was looking for that fastball on the first pitch, and he certainly waded into it. Beasley comes back. Gordon swings and misses. Strike three. And he was struck out on a low outside curve. That's the fourth strikeout for Beasley. Three runs for the Yankees on three hits. Yet nobody left. It's all tied. And that ends the first half of the eighth inning. You've listened, I hope, to the hints we have given you on how to prolong razor blade life and get more comfortable shaves, too. Please keep them in mind. And by all means, remember Gillette Shaving Cream. At the moment, I'm thinking of Gillette Lather Cream. Frankly, we believe there isn't another lather cream that's one, two, three with this one. Made with three beneficial oils, it whips up into a rich, creamy lather that holds plenty of moisture and softens tough beards in a hurry. What comfortable shaves you get. Take it from me, they're quick and good-looking, too. But maybe you're a brushless fan. Well, just let me tell you about Gillette Brushless, if you don't already know. It's fresh-scented, greaseless, speed-shaving, and can't clog razor or drains. 
Made with peanut oil, it's particularly kind to tender skins. Your dealer has Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless, 25 cents. Get a tube, and for an especially good buy in the brushless, ask for the giant size economy tube, only 33 cents. Going into the last half of the eighth inning, it's the top of the order. For the Cardinals, little Jimmy Brown to be followed by Terry Moore, then by Country Slaughter. And it's a brand new ball game. You might say a sudden death ball game right now. It's all tied, 3-3. And here's Big Bonham, who's restored to parity, delivering outside fastball for ball one. Bonham had pitched from behind since the first inning on until this very moment. Charlie Kellers. High line drive to the top of the right field pavilion. Only round tripper so far of this World Series. Tied it up a moment ago. Has a pitch low outside for ball two. For Keller, hitting home runs in a World Series, of course, is no novelty. This is the fourth that he's unloaded. Bonham, back of the mound, picks his uniform. He's behind 2-0. and all. Down in the Yankee bullpen... Donald and Brewer, both right-handers, warming up. Bonham delivers, in there for a strike. Fastball over, scrub the knees. Two balls, one strike. Throw, low inside for ball three. Down in the corner bullpen... A little right-hander who's finishing up his rookie year. Dixon, quite successful. He was uh, quite a relief pitcher for the Cardinals. Their great drive. He's warming up. One and delivers. Over for a call, second strike, and the count is full, 3-2. It's quite a ball game. So I'm going to have both my ears read back to hear what uh, Sage Bill Corum has to say when he comes on with his summation after the action is over. Brown swings as a line drive into the dirt in front of second. Gordon up with it, throws to first in time. And Brown is out. The ball was hit down by the second baseman, exploded in the ground in front of him. But Gordon unflinchingly went in, dug it out, hit the play over to first, and Brown hitting the ball right on the nose. is nevertheless retired by a step at first. Second to first. Gordon to Hassett. And Terry Moore. Who is hitless? Two official and bats today. Outfield straight away. More right-hand batter. Swings and tips a ball right back foul into uh, the chest protector of the plate umpire. In the American League, their umpires stand squarely in back of the catcher as compared in the National League to the National League umpires who move to get off the catcher's shoulder into the crack between uh, the catcher and uh, the batter. And there's a difference in chest protectors. The pitch, low for, for one, one and one. In the American League, the outside inflated uh, windbag chest protectors used. In the National League, they use a fiber and metal uh, protector that fits right over the vest and is worn under the coat, which is called the inside protector. More takes low outside, four balls, two, two and one, two balls, one strike. One man out for the Cardinals, last of the eighth inning. She's all tied at three and three. Couldn't ask for a prettier ball game than is going on today. There's Big Bonham, pumping throws, four swinging, fouled it straight back up against the screen. 2-2. Two, two. two balls, two strikes. 
Southworth facing up and down. Back of third base. He's his own uh, third base coach. It was announced after yesterday's game, you know, that Southworth's managerial contract with St. Louis had been renewed. A pitch high inside to Terry Moore, and it's 3-2. Mike Gonzalez pushing back a first for the Cardinals. Like Mike is uh, going to be uh, honored when the uh, World Series gets back to the stadium. There's a foul tip. Moore swinging on a 3-2 pitch. Dickie couldn't quite hold it. Mike is quite a figure down in Cuba. And uh, Cuba is uh, very, very much interested in American baseball. They're very proud of their citizens who have participated in this game. And a Cuban flag has been uh, sent. More swings. There's a long fly ball into deep left center. Back goes the Maggio. Back, back, and pulls it down. That's the outfield. That's the outfield catch so far in the series. And Terry Moore is out. He's robbed by a great catch that a lot of people would say only the other fellow could catch against him. That's one great fielding center fielder being retired by another one. Terry Moore being robbed by DiMaggio. That's the seventh putout for DiMaggio, who's one shy now of tying his own record for putouts in the outfield. That's the World Series record. Country Slaughter swings on the first pitch. There's a line drive hit down to the right field corner. And it's an extra base there. Slaughter on his way for second. And slides. It's going to be close. The ball gets away from Rizzuto. Slaughter's up. He's on his way for third base. Keller retrieves and then runs it in. And it is a double and an error. And Slaughter is at third. With two down in the last of the eighth inning. Slaughter. Polaxed a line drive. And an error is charged against Rizzuto, who took Cullen Bynes' uh, good throw at second base and let it get away from him. So it's a double for Slaughter. Double to right field. And he moves right on down to third base on the shortstop's error. So, 3-3 ball game. That's the fifth hit for St. Louis. Second error for the Yankees. And the situation now is uh, how about pitching to Stan Musial? He's stepping in. Bottom looks around. Dr. Slaughter walking down off third. Musial swings as a bounding ball back through the middle. It's a base hit in the center field. And the Cardinals break the tie. a clean base hit right back to the middle. It's his first World Series safety and naturally Slaughter cruised in from third and it's four to three St. Louis. And the batter now is Walker Cooper. Swings and has a line drive out into right and Cullen Bynes grabs it for the out. And Walker Cooper savagely slashed the line drive which the right fielder caught. And it is one run on one hit. You score that run is earned as it would have scored from second despite the error. Uh, one run, two hits. One run, two hits, one error. The run is earned, and it is four to three in favor of St. Louis. The Yankees come in for the top of the ninth. 
They heroically uh, got three runs to get even in the eighth. Now they find they have to get one to stay alive here in the top of the ninth inning. Boy, it's a battle, isn't it? You said it. Say, you know, next to a letter from home, you can scarcely name a thing that servicemen appreciate more than easy-shaving Gillette Blue Blades. And remember, folks, Christmas gifts going to men overseas should be mailed immediately. Down in the um, Cardinal bullpen, left-hander White and right-hander Gumbert. If there's going to be the slightest bit of trouble. And uh, Slaughter, in his mad dash around the bases, uh, tore his trousers. And uh, the start of the ninth inning had to be delayed while he went back into the uh, clubhouse and another pair. You know, tomorrow night, the sensational uh, welterweight Ray Robinson meets um, Jack LaMotta, Madison Square Garden in New York. Bill Corum and Don Dunphy will be there to report this cavalcade of sports feature for you. Now, here's the first pitch to uh, Bill Dickey as we go into the ninth inning. High outside for ball one. For good listening for the fight tomorrow night, be with us uh, by way of your mutual station at 10 p.m. Eastern Wartime. It's tomorrow, Friday night. Dickey swings as a bounding ball, hit wide of first. Jimmy Brown fumbles it, and Dickey is on safely. And they're waiting the judgment of the official scorer. A ball hit deep in the hole between first and second. And Dickey is on at first base. And just a moment, he's immediately giving way to a pinch runner, George Steinbeck. Former Cardinal, by the way. And that is scored as a base hit. Figured it was too difficult for second baseman Brown to handle cleanly. Single for Dickey. That's Bill's second safety this afternoon. And the batter is Buddy Hassett. And Stainback immediately takes over at first. Stainback running for Dickey. Four to three. Favor the Cardinals. Hassett over three so far in the ball game. Throw. Swung on. There's a bounding ball and the base hit. It's in the right field. There's Stainback around second on his way for third. Slaughter's throw. It's going to be close. And Stainback is out. Slaughter throws him out at third base. George Stainback, who's very fast, tore right around second base without hesitating and streaked for third on Hassett's sharp single in the right field. And Slaughter, who opened up with a double in the last half of the eighth inning, is making himself more solidly one of the first citizens of St. Louis when he threw a strike from deep right field all the way on the fly, on the carry, not on the bounce at all, to third baseman Karowski, and Stainback was out, sliding in. So, one man is out. Top of the ninth inning. Buddy Hassett's on at first base. The Yankees still have the tying run on, but now one man is out. And that great throw by Slaughter changed what would have been runners at first and third, and nobody out, to a man at first base and one out. And a pinch hitter is coming into the ball game, and who do you think he is? The Yankee pitcher of yesterday, Red Ruffing. 
And Ruffing is going to bat for Bonham. Red Ruffing. Great hitter in his own right. Ruffing stepping in. Hit for Bonham in the ninth inning. The Cardinals lead, four to three. They're fighting like hungry cats to hang on. Slaughter has suddenly uh, come alive. Last inning in this one. I feel a step toward right. Ruffing takes a curveball. It's over for a call strike. Base is going all the way. Back of him in the bullpen. Left hand to White. Right hand to Gumbert. In the Yankee bullpen. Right hand is Brewer and Donald. Four to three. Favor the Cardinals. As it leads off first. Ruffing swings as a fly ball going into right field. Back to Slaughter. And makes the catch a step out in front of the wall. Back to first base comes Hassett, and it's two gone. And the Yankees now have one out left, and they'll run behind. Top of the order, Phil Rizzuto. Saying be sure and stay with us now for the summary and highlights of today's very thrilling ball game, which will be given you by Bill Corum. Rizzuto up. The Yankees down to their last out. 4-3 to three, St. Louis. There's a call strike. Fastball over. 1-0. and all. Johnny Hop holding first. Hassett leading off. He, of course, is ready to go on anything. The pitch. Fastball is hit down by second base. Up with it is Marin. Throws to first. The game's over. St. Louis is very, very happy. This time yesterday, why, uh, they weren't so happy. The uh, series is now all even at a game apiece. At a game apiece. Well, Bill Corum will come in any moment now with his highlights of today's game. But before we hear from Bill, let this old redhead say just one more thing. In all this world, there is no other blade as sharp as easy shaving or as long-lasting as the Gillette Blue Blade. Responsible for this are the high-precision standards observed at shaving headquarters, plus skilled technicians in specialized facilities. Now, as you would expect, in addition to supplying razors and blades to our armed forces, Gillette is taking an active and important part in the war production. This work falls into two classifications. First, manufacture of war material. Second and most significant, manufacture of precision dyes and machine tool parts for America's most outstanding tool makers. This, of course, is a real tribute to Gillette and clearly emphasizes the fact that in the entire field of precision manufacture, there is not a more exacting operation than production of the Gillette Blue Blade. And now, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, give you all the highlights, the drama and the human flow that was in this battle this afternoon in which the Cardinals won 4-3 to three to get even and to also uh, give you the official totals is our good friend and uh, sports uh, columnist for the New York Journal American Bill Corum who right now 
I don't know whether he's going to be uh, from his native town of St. Louis or from his adopted town of New York, so let's listen. <laughs> Grant, I'm not going to be at either one, but these uh, finishes uh, really got you pretty dizzy around here, haven't you? There's eighth and ninth innings of these series or something. You get all set, for instance, to welcome Johnny Beasley as the first fellow who shut out the Yankees since old Jess Haynes did it in this park in 1926 when the Cardinals beat him four to nothing. And then, boom, here come the Yanks in typical Yankee fashion to tie it up with three runs, largely, of course, on Charlie Keller's tremendous home run onto the roof over the bleachers and Grand Boulevard. Uh, as Hank Greenberg said here before this game started of yesterday's game, too little and too late, and it happened to be with the Yankees the same case this afternoon, too little and too late in the eighth, although they got the tie. The Cardinals came ripping back with a fellow who was something of a goat yesterday, although uh, only one error was charged against him. A lot of good baseball men thought that Eno Slaughter might have caught two doubles that came off that right field screen yesterday. One, of course, was scored as a two-base error. The other, they thought he might very well have handled had he been playing in his uh, custom fashion. But he didn't do it yesterday, so he did it today. A great baseball player with two out, he rammed a double down the right field line, and the Cardinals came charging back to get the run that gave Mr. Beasley a freshman pitcher and a fellow who won 21 and lost only six in the National League this year, a victory over the mighty Yankees who played, as I said before, in typical Yankee fashion between the ma- behind the masterful pitching of Ernie Bonham. And here are the totals to show you that Bonham was a great big pitcher and a big pitcher in more respects than one this afternoon. Four, six, oh, four. Four runs, six hits. No errors. Four men left for the Cardinals. Three, ten, two, seven. Three runs, ten hits, two errors, and seven left on base for the Yankees. So the Cardinals won the ball game with four less hits than the Yanks got, and Bonham was truly a master out there until Stan Musial stepped up and shot a single over second base. He'd been pretty helpless before that, but he hit it when it counted. He shot a single through the middle of the box and uh, of the infield over the box, and in came the winning run. And I can tell you these St. Louis fans are certainly happy here this afternoon, as they have every right to be, and I think we all have every right to be because it's made it a series where the Yankees obviously are not going to run off and hide. It's going to be a series right down to the wire, I'm sure. As I said to Red, I'm not for anybody. I'm for the better ball club. These Yankees are real champions, but I do take pride in seeing a bunch of kids like these Cardinals uh, step in there and give them such a battle. We had old Grandpa Ruffing in there, a fellow who pitched eight World Series games. Yesterday, he won his seventh to become the greatest World Series pitcher of all time. 38 years old in my book, some say 37, but my scores show that 38, we won't quibble over that. 37 or 38 red is, and here's a 21-year-old kid that comes back this afternoon and is right on the verge of uh, pitching a shutout against the Yankees, and as I say, that hadn't been done since 1926, just as close he was as Ruffing was to pitching a no-hit game yesterday. So all the drama comes piled in in these last innings as it should, and I can say that this was a real honey of a ball game. Not because the Cardinals happened to even up the score and make it one and one as far as the series goes, but because it was a good ball game in every respect. And for the first time in the series, that vaunted speed that everybody has talked about, about the Redbirds, uh, made itself felt and uh, was in evidence. They uh, took chances. They were tearing around those bases. And here's a little item for you. When Slaughter came out in the ninth inning, he was wearing a new pair of baseball pants. I don't know whether he traveled so fast that he left his first pair back of him when he went around those bases in the eighth. But I do know that he came out to field the ninth inning in a new pair. And uh, he was certainly traveling as he was when Cullenbine uh, pulled what is known in baseball as a rock and threw behind the runner early in the game. You can't do that with these Cardinals. 
When he threw that ball to first base, Mr. Enos was gone to second just as surely as anything could be, even if Hassett hadn't dropped the ball and been charged with uh, was a, what was a regrettable error, in my opinion. An error, nevertheless, because he let the low throw get away. But really, it was Cullenbine who violated the cardinal rule of baseball by throwing behind the runner, and you can't do it with feather-footed fellows like these, I assure you. Now, the great credit, the hero of this ball game is unquestionably Beasley. They said a right-hander, a speedball pitcher, a strong-arm boy couldn't beat the Yankees. Well, he beat them. He almost had them shut up. The Yanks came back, as they will, and Keller, a powerhouse if ever I saw one, King Kong they call him, and he lives up to that name, almost won it and would have naturally, if they could have just got one run on there ahead. Dimaggio, who's been hitting wonderfully well, the Yankee Clipper in this series, was the fellow that broke up Beasley's uh, no-run, uh, that is, uh, scoreless game, by singling into right field to score the first Yankee run. Keller, however, hadn't been hitting up to the day, and I thought yesterday Cooper uh, pitched beautifully to him. Today, however, he got the feel of the ball, and he is going to hit, as he always does, and when he hits, he hits for distance. So did Whitey Kurowski pitchers in this series have been handling him perfectly, too, pitching under his uh, wrist, you might say, keeping the ball in there close to him, and the Dodgers and others found out in the National League that that's the way to handle him. But today, he got a hold of one that rode down the uh, left field line for a triple, and he hits that ball pretty hard, and when he hits it, like all the Cardinals, he travels pretty fast. So I think we're going back to New York to see one of the greatest World Series of all time. Played on into the third game there on Saturday. I think that uh, it's still anybody's series, as the standing now shows. And I have a hunch, just a hunch, that maybe the Yankees will find some trouble with South, uh, Southwest Southpaws. That's a little difficult to say. I'll say it left-handers. I'll say the Cardinal left-handers may conceivably trouble the Yankees' great hitters. But it's going to be a series right down to the wire, and if the Yankees should be upset, you may be sure that they will have been upset by a great ball team because they are a great ball ball team themselves and a great bunch of champions. Now tomorrow we'll be en route to New York, headed for the Yankee Stadium, where the third game of the series will be played Saturday afternoon. Make a special note of this. We come on the air sharply at 1.15 Eastern Wartime Saturday. That's an hour earlier than starting time yesterday and today. So plan accordingly. Tune in Gillette's Cavalcade of Sports for the third game of the World Series at 1.15 Eastern Wartime, Saturday afternoon. For you fellows who like a good scrap, Don Dunphy and I will report the 10-rounder between Ray Robinson and Jack LaMotta tomorrow night from ringside at Madison Square Garden. Be with us, radio-wise, for this next boxing feature on Gillette's Cavalcade of Sports. Tune in your mutual station at 10 p.m. Eastern Wartime. Until then, smooth sailing, smooth shaving. This is Bill Corum saying good afternoon for the Gillette Safety Razor Company, Red Barber, and Mel Allen. This is Mutual.